Father, thank you for the blessing we have today. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. You may be seated. What a blessing to be here. I believe this is a Catholic church. We are really blessed to be in a Catholic church. Amen. One of the things people don't realize is that until about 500 years ago, once you are a Christian, you are a member of a Catholic church. There, is no, there was no Christian who is not a member of the Catholic church. So, the Catholic church is the father of all churches and has given birth to all churches that we, that we have. And there's no church in the world is as mighty and worldwide as the Catholic Church with 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 pastors, priests, bishops who even have the same uniform in every country of the world that is controlled. You, you can be a priest in any place but you are trained and you are controlled from somewhere it is a wonder there is a lot to learn for those of us who say we are doing churches today to learn of what God has built through the Catholic Church and any fault you see is a fault that can be in any church that can even last even 20 years if you can be there for 20 years now many people don't realize that a church can easily disappear If I take the church that ordained me, where I was ordained, it is not there anymore. It does not exist anymore. If I take another church, another church that comes to mind, a church where I used to watch a lot of videos of that church, it does not exist. It is called Carpenter's Home Church. It does not exist. If I take another church, Benny Hinn's church, which he had in Orlando called OCC, Orlando Christian Center, it does not exist. It does not exist. If we take uh, churches even in Ghana which used to be apostles 
Continuation Church, 12 Apostles Church, and many, many churches. Yes. Divine healers. I don't even know if they exist. Many, many churches don't exist. So when something has existed for a long time, it should alert you to something that maybe you don't know. One day I was watching a channel. No, I'm saying this because we are here. It's, I'm, I'm always happy to be in a Catholic church. I was watching EWTN. That is the Catholic channel. And then the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said that because you have not criticized the Catholic Church, I will show you a secret that made them last as long as they have lasted. And then he gave me a secret. He gave me a secret. I knelt down in the room and I thanked him and I realized a great secret. So brothers and sisters, respect things that have been able to survive. Today, wait, the only pastor in the world who when he speaks is announced on CNN is the Pope, the pastor of the Catholic Church. You, when you preach, is it, is it coming on CNN? Hmm? Even the local FM doesn't announce your preaching. But when the Pope says something, it will be on CNN, it will be on BBC. Give a clap offering to what the Lord has done. Amen. This morning, I want to share with you how many pastors, how many are pastors here today? Wow. How many of you here are UD pastors? UD. Wow. Okay. Now, I want to share with you the secret of knowing God. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Amen. Now, our nearness to God depends on... Our nearness to God depends on the word. The word. Amen. So the word is God. So in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. God is his word. Why is God telling us this? Why is the word of God telling us that in the beginning was the word and that the word 
was God and God is the word. Why? Why is God saying that? Because he is showing you how to relate with God. How to relate with God. How to know God. How to be close to God. How God can come into your life. God comes into your life by his word. He is the word. God's word is God. So, because, listen, God is so great and yet we are so nothing. You know, if this, I was holding a football, if I was holding a football and the football is the size of the sun, Okay, if I reduce the size of the sun, if I reduce the sun to the size of a football, the size of the earth is a bead. Do you know beads? Women use beads. So the size of the sun is a football, and the size of the earth is a small bead like this. Now, if I reduce the distances from millions of miles to feet, the sun will be here. All right? I need somebody to do that for me. You come here. Walk uh, three feet is what? Three feet is one meter. So walk 30, 30 big steps. One, two, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. That's uh, 20, 31. 30. That's 30. Exactly, I thought. So, where he is standing is the sun, which is the size of a football. And I am here with a bead that is the earth are you with me it's 93 million miles so you use when you reduce it to feet it's 93 feet or 93 million miles from here to the sun and the earth is a size of a bead now the moon is one quarter of the size of the earth so the moon is a smaller bead. Now, if you reduce the distance of the earth to the moon to feet, it's 285,000 miles. So it's two inches. It becomes two inches. So the earth is here. Do you have a bead? Does anybody have a bead? Is it, you are wearing a bracelet? Bead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So this is a bead. And then the earth is two inches. The moon is two inches like this. So when human beings have taken a rocket to go to the moon, they have just gone two inches like this. 
and then the sun is there. Look at where the sun is, at the size of the sun. 93 million. The sun is very big, but it's very far. So, it, so this is the size. This is the earth. Now, after the earth, we now go to Mars. We now go to Jupiter. And we are going, and this is nowhere near any uh, star. We have not reached stars. Jupiter is 400 feet. This is 93. We are going back with a very small like this to Jupiter. 400. Now, after this, we have stars. And the, the sun is actually a star. But it's so near that it, it shines on us. The nearest star uh, is four and a half light years away. That's a small star you see. Very big. So, God is very great. And you are on this beat. You are living on this beat in Tepa. You are in Tepa on this beat. Yes. And anybody who flew to the moon has moved from here to here. And God made all and we can't find God anywhere. When you go to Mars, there's nobody there. When you flew to they flew to Jupiter, when they've gone near, they can't go near the sun, they just burn. It's so hot. It's about billion nuclear bombs that are exploding there. And by the way, the fire on the sun is so much that it produces a wind that blows from as far as 93 million miles and it reaches the earth. If you want to see that, you have to go to a place like Alaska where they have, you see the aurora orealis, you see the wind that is coming from the sun. You, you, it meets the earth at the North Pole. And you see, God is very great. I don't even know where is God. And you are on the beat. You are not even in Asia, where, which is very big. You are in Africa, which is smaller. And then you are in Ghana, which is smaller. And you are in Tepa, which is even smaller. Please, look at the sun. Look at it again. Can you see him? That's the sun. And this is the earth. And you are here. And the moon is smaller one by the side. Two inches. 285,000 miles. We are nothing. So where is God? Thank you, my dear. Come. Is this a real bead or is it a toffee? <laughs> Are you with me? Yes. Now, how can you relate? How can you talk to God? How can we know God? So, how big is God? If God made all these things. If God is the one who made the earth, which is very small, and put us on it, and has made the world. That is why he said in his word, in the beginning, 
was God. In the beginning was the word. The word is God. And God is his word. So if you believe that, then the word will become everything to you. And you take the word very, very seriously. Otherwise, I don't know how you can contact God. Do you understand? I don't know how you can contact God. You are cut off from God. Because we are sold nothing. And God has given us something to relate with him. And he's told us, he said, you take it that my word is me. You take it that my word is me. That's what you can understand. And forget about the rest. That is why listening to preaching, reading the Bible, eh? reading books, studying books and implementing it means that God has entered you and you are entering into God. Yes. That's the only... Tell me which of you, uh, any of us can say, what do you know about God except from the Bible? Tell the truth. You only know God as far as you know the Bible. Every knowledge we have of God is based on what we've read. So if we want to go deeper in God, deeper in the anointing, deeper in the Holy Spirit, the only thing that is going to take us deeper is the Word. In the beginning was the word. The word was God with God. And the word was God. Accept it. Accept it. I, I am not saying that in, uh, Doug Heward Mills was there. And Doug Heward Mills is his books. And his books are Doug Heward Mills. And the books are Doug. And before that Doug Heward Mills came the books. Were, I'm not saying that. Because it's not true. But um, God, God says that. In the beginning was the word. The word was God. The word was with God. The word is God. Accept it. Okay, if you don't accept it, find God. <laughs> tell me where I can locate him and tell me how to find him. Because from, even from here to the sun, which is even a star. And by the way, when you take your rocket and you go towards Jupiter, when you take a, a picture from Jupiter of the sun, it has become a star, a small star. It's very small. All the stars we see are like the sun, but we are so far. So, brothers and sisters, every change in your life and your ministry will depend on how much of God you can get into yourself. Because as a human being, there is nothing much to you. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 15. Amen. Now, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 42. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness and it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. 
There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. Amen. So what is the word of God saying here? The word of God is saying here that when you die, your body is sown into the ground. Okay, are you there? Reinhard Bonke, a great evangelist, he's going to be buried very soon. Now, he is another example of a human being who is going to be sown into the earth, the ground. But it gives us three characteristics of a person who is buried. Anyone who is buried is buried in the same way. Number one, you are buried in your corruption. You were corrupt. You were corrupt. Are you not corrupt? Number two, it is sown in weakness. Are you not weak? Tell the truth. You know, I don't like people who pretend. You know? I don't like people who pretend. Just tell the truth. Are you not weak? Yes. And then number three, it is sown in dishonor. That is how you are. We are like that. We are dishonorable. We are weak and we are corrupt. That is a human being. That is why when certain things happen, they say it's a human institution. That's a phrase you keep on here. It's a human institution. Have you heard that phrase before? It's a human institution. So when you see certain bad things, don't be so upset. You get it? It's a human institution. What do you mean by it's a human institution? It's a human institution means... There is weakness in it. There is corruption in it. And there is dishonor in it. Now, why does God use dishonorable, weak, and corrupt things? Why does he use that? Because he has chosen to put this glory in earthen vessels. So you as an earthen vessel must seek for more of God and more of his glory. Amen. You must be constantly seeking to receive more of the glory to cover your corruption and cover your weakness and cover your dishonor. No matter how nice you look, how nice you dress, how nice you are, by a certain time of experience in life, you will know that This is still a man or woman of weakness, corruption, and dishonor. Yes, you will not be impressed anymore. You say, look at it. You see a bride coming down. You say, oh, white dress or no white dress. I am not impressed. Yes. You will be thinking about every bride who is coming down, whether she is pregnant. You will never believe that anybody is a virgin. Oh, yes. I'm teaching in English. Yeah, because you know there's so much weakness, so much corruption. That's why HIV is a revelation of our weakness, our corruption. No matter how you try to explain it, it's it's a revelation of the corruption, of the weakness, of the dishonor that is in the human race. Do you understand? The homosexuality that is coming 
and all the things that are there is all a revelation of how weak and corrupt we are. Why am I saying all this? I'm saying all this to say that it, the God part of you, that is the nice part of you. The God aspect that is in you is what makes a difference. And what is it that we have in God when we are, we are working on this earth? What aspects, what, what things are there that make your life and your ministry different? Turn with me to First John chapter 5. Verse 7, there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in the earth. The Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. Now, on earth, there is something, there are some things that are working for us here. Do you see? On the earth, the Bible says, the spirit, the water, and the blood. These three agree in one and are the only things that can make weak, corrupt, dishonorable people on earth make any difference to us here. The blood is the reason why you are here. The blood of Jesus is the reason why you can sit here. That is what has washed away your sins and made it possible for a person like, a very bad person like you to say that you are a pastor. You get what I'm saying? It is, it is a force that is working. These are the forces that are working on the earth. There are three forces that are working here on earth. The blood. Then the next one is the spirit. And the next one is the water. Amen. Now, the water is the word. Jesus said you are clean through the word. That I have spoken to you. By the washing of the water of the word. Amen. You are clean by the word. So the, as you keep receiving the word. You keep becoming cleaner. And cleaner. And you keep changing. And you keep becoming different. By the word. There are three forces that are making a difference. In my corruption and in your corruption. Prophet, I tell you, we are weak, but there's a force that is helping you on this earth. Yes. And these three forces, the first force is the blood. The blood makes it legal and possible for you to be here. The second is the water, which is what you need constantly to continually change you and clean you in a way that the blood doesn't clean you. You see, there is something that the blood does 
but there's something that the word also does that the blood doesn't do yes it's true and you you never you never ch- you never change until the word is in you in a certain way it's a powerful force that is an antagonistic force to your corruption and to your weakness because the word changes your weakness that's why when you come to church you hear things which are changing you and confronting your somewhereness. Yes, that's why you shouldn't be happy with messages that are only comforting you and making you sad or making you cry or making you, but not that they are attacking something negative that is in you and that is working in you. Because there are three forces that are working in you to destroy you, your corruption, your weakness, and your dishonor. And God has got three forces that are also fighting these three weaknesses that are in you. Yes. The spirit, the water, and the blood on earth. I'm talking about on the beat, the small beat that you are on. <laughs> huh? On that small beat that you are standing on, this forces the word is cleaning you. So that's why I started by saying, in the beginning is the word. And in the beginning, in the beginning was what? The word. Or in the beginning was what? It's the word. So the beginning of your ministry is the word. The beginning of your ministry is the word. When you start to have certain messages and you have to start certain books, that's why we brought these books. That's why the, if I am doing business, I will not make this book available at this price. That's not a business. It's a ministry of the word because your life and your ministry changes with the word. The word. That is the beginning of the change of your life. It's the word. You must believe the word. The word is the truth that will change you. Yes. The word is the sword that will cut out the bad things, which when I sit down with you one to one, you will deny all. You will do what? You will deny all. It's true. Huh? Human beings have often relied on lies to protect. A lie is a defense. That's why people lie. It's a defense. You are this. No, I'm not. Ah, okay. If you are, then this will happen to you. So I'm not. So, so leave me alone. I'm not. So leave me alone. You have done this. Me? No, I've not done it. If you have done it, you go to. No, I've not done it. So, uh-huh. So then tell the police to go. Tell the police to leave. I have not done. It's a defense. But it is a poor defense because it's like a wall that is incomplete. Uh-huh. Yes. That is why with security, we always have about four or five ways to secure one house because one form of security has always known to, be, to fail. If it's a wall, 
you can climb it. All you have to do is to bring some blocks behind. Stand up and go over. Okay, now, then let us put uh, glass on the top, broken glasses. So you put broken glasses. Then they bring sand or blanket and put it on it and then they climb it. So that one too has failed. You get what I'm saying? Then we bring dogs. So dogs are whatever. Then the man brings a meat which is a poison and he throws it inside. The dog says, ah! I've got a kebab tonight. He eats it. The next day he's dead. You get it? Then you have burglar proofing. Then the arm robber is carrying a screwdriver in his pocket. The burglar proofing that has been screwed, he will unscrew it right now. Most arm robbers are carrying screwdrivers in their pockets. Yes. They can move this thing you see here, all this window, it's a screw. That's the screw here. One, two, three. You move it. You move this with one touch. It wouldn't take. Most arm robbers are construction workers. Yes. Yes. Most arm robbers are construction workers. Yes. Then, different, different things. Each one has, you get a barbed wire. Then the man comes with a scissors. He cut, blah, 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 blah. Ah! Then you bring electricity to put on the barbed wire. Then the man comes to t- light off. Ah. Then, yes. Or they turn off the light at wherever. Every way you are using to protect yourself has a failure element within it. And lies are like that. They work to a point and at a point when it fails you. And I'll tell you, never trust a liar. Never trust a liar. A liar is your enemy. Yes. A liar is your enemy. And don't lie. Don't lie. Because many pastors have demons in them because they lie. You are a liar. You lie to yourself and you lie to others. Yes. And you think it's casual. But that is why lying is one of Satan's favorite ways of coming into your life. Anybody who tells lies has demons. If you tell lies, you have evil spirits. Mike Meadows said, anyone who lies to you does not love you. And I will tell you that anyone who lies is the most dangerous person you can have near you. For me, my curse is with all liars around me. Yes. My curse is the curse of Absalom. That they will be held by their hair and they will be hung. And their necks will be broken. Yes. Anyone around me, no matter how close, who is lying to me, my curse is with the person. May they hang as Absalom hang. Yes. That's it. I'm telling you. And I know. 
and my and my curse is gone. When I started the church, I placed a curse on those who destroyed the church. I placed a curse on those who destroyed the church. And it, it has been happening. I placed that curse in the canteen. Even on this trip, I've been called by two pastors. One called me from prison. One called me from uh, his greatest poverty. Since I came to this crusade, two pastors have called. My pastors who rebelled and spoiled my church. They spoiled the church. They scattered the church. They scattered. And I said, I prayed. I was on a plane, a Swiss airplane. I was on a Swiss jet. It was a small jet. And I, God told me to curse. He told me, you are not greater than my word. Moses used curse to protect the Israel. Used curses to protect my church. Yes. So we are, we are all here. We are all watching. It's a defense, but cannot go far. So, def- the, the, the word of God, the word of God is very important to, the, the three forces are very important to bring you forward and to combat your weaknesses, your dishonor, and your corruption. Yes, the word and then the spirit. The spirit is the anointing. Yes. Now, do not defend yourself against the word of God. (laughs) Did you hear what I said? Do not defend yourself against the word of God. Defend yourself against the devil, but don't defend yourself against the word of God. One day, one of my pastors who had been called by God, instead of obeying the call of God, he decided to go to Europe. We begged him to give himself to the call of God. But he said he was going. Then I told him, I'll give you money to go. But when you go, I will tell you something that will help you. Usually when people are leaving me, when they are going, I usually give them prophetic messages. I said, never pray that you are in the will of God. Never say, only pray that, Lord, I am disobeying you, but I beg you. And I told him, I will give you transport to go. Do you understand? Yes. yes. Don't say. Don't, don't act as though you are doing the right thing. Pray to God. That Lord, even what I'm doing, I know is strong. I beg you, help me, but I'm doing it. Help me to do what is right. Why? Don't defend yourself against God. 
Don't block yourself from God. Or keep yourself open to God. The difference between Judas and Peter is not about betrayal. Judas betrayed Christ once and Peter betrayed Christ three times. But the one who betrayed Christ three times is the one who came. Peter said three times, almost as if his cup has to be full or he has to do it three times for him to know that he has actually done it. That's why it's mentioned in the Bible three times. But Peter was open to return. But Judas was not open for discussion. He defended himself against a further meeting. That there will be no more meetings. He said, he said, I don't want to see Peter. I said, I know especially Thomas, Matthew, how they talk, the things they say. I've been there. So many discussions. We had so many arguments. I know what they will say. I know what Jesus will say. I know what everybody will say. So he defended himself against the spirit. He defended himself against God. He defended himself against the word. Don't say that a black thing is white. Say that the black thing is black, but I beg. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Don't defend yourself against, sorry, against the spirit, the word, the water, and the blood. So this brother who disobeyed God, I knew he was disobeying God. I said, I'll help you to go. When he went, he didn't prosper in what he was doing. I mean, he did it, but it died in him. You see? Uh-huh. It died in him. And then he, he called me. said, I want to give myself what you said last time. You see? That I should give myself to the Lord. I want to give myself to God now. And he did. And today he is in the ministry serving the Lord. So what I'm saying is that don't defend yourself. Defend yourself against the devil. Against bad things. But don't block God out of your life. This is rather what you need. The word. The spirit. The blood. These are the forces that are counteracting your weaknesses. And your corruption. And your dishonor. That is why we came here with books and you have books. Some of you have the books but you don't read them. The things that are in these books, you have no idea. There are many things. You need to take time to read and you need to read slowly. If you take the books and you soak in the word, your ministry will change. Your ministry will change. You cannot give what you don't have. The book may be there, but the book is not in you. You know, your wife is the one who knows whether you are spiritual or not. That is if you stay with your wife. If you stay with your wife. I have had a number of pastors 
being described by their spouses. This man doesn't pray. Yes. One spouse said, both pastors, the husband and the wife was pastor, that this one only watches films. Yes. Only watches films. And I've had a number of pastors. One time I had some pastors, they had come for training. Only films. This is what they do with their time. Films. Films. One, one, one time too, I had a children, the children of a pastor saying that our parent doesn't pray. Yes. You see, you may hide from the world, you see, but your weakness is everybody's weakness. And the Bible said there are three things that are fighting. There are the three forces here. The word, the spirit, the blood on earth. And if you don't take that word, you have no time for the word to even have a quiet time. When I write a book, I wrote a book, Quiet Time. Do you know where it is? Yeah, second. Yes, Quiet Time. Now your children have seen it. Daddy doesn't pray. Mommy doesn't pray. And the only time they pray or listen to the preaching is if they are going to preach. I've had a number. You know, one time I had a pastor who got into trouble and he had to stop doing the pastoral work. Do you know that, eh? When we took him off preaching, that is rather when his backsliding became more because the only time that he was reading the Bible was when he was going to preach. So it's now that I've taken the preaching, the small Bible reading for the week was now gone. Yes. You read the Bible just because you are going to preach and you read for what you are going to preach. Watching films on social media, you know, Recently, I I noticed my bishops who are always on their phone, they are the bishops who don't do well. I have some bishops, I see that they are always online. They are not good bishops. They are not good bishops. Always on Facebook, online, doing something, always, and when you send, if you put a message, immediately they reply, because they are always on the phone. Immediately they reply. Yes, they are always holding the phone. Those are the bishops that are not doing well, and the pastors. Anyone whose phone gets discharged, when, when, when I'm going to sleep in the evening and I put my phone there to charge it, the battery is 93%, 85% in the evening. Yes. But you see some people, nine o'clock, it is, the battery is finished in the morning. Nine o'clock in the morning. Ten o'clock. Yes. <laughs> Ten o'clock. Your battery, you, you don't pray. You don't pray. You don't pray. 
you don't listen to the word, you are not a spiritual person. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I can't lie to you. I can't lie to you. You are not a spiritual person. No, 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 no. And your, your face, your, 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 the, the word in your life is not working. You are just on the phone all the time, all the time, all the time. And you are getting weaker and weaker. Apart from even the pornography and other things, even the communication, forwarded text, forward watching videos, small, small videos, watching television, jokes, this, that. I mean, you are not a deep person. And you see, the power and the force is it in the beginning is the word in the beginning of your ministry the word the word is god the word is the god part you and your phone all the time you will never be i said me i know but i've not told them i've not told them but i just watch all of them and i know the bishops who are not spiritual they are even called bishop but they are not spiritual and you sit there on the phone whatsapp answering this that that's how come that's how come I have two phones. Because I have a phone that's for only serious business. That is the one I check. That maybe certain people may but after that, that I, I cannot follow it. Yes, I cannot follow it. There is no way. Watching film, this, that, that. I don't remember the last time I watched a film. I'm telling you, look. You know, we can be standing here trying every day, saying this, saying this, saying this. The truth is that, Charlie, look, you are not into God. You are not into God. You are into something else. You are not into the powers that are bearing witness on the earth. That's the truth. That's the truth. And apart from that, there is the downright evil that is on the phone. Downright and openly evil things. And that one too. Many pastors, you know, 70% of Christians are deep into pornography. It's Christian men, 70%. That's the percentage. 70% of Christian men are deep into pornography. And many pastors are into pornography, masturbation, and other evils that are part of it. And immorality. And there is no woman marriage, and of course, they also have their ways... There's no marriage that is behaved like the things in the pornography. Because the pornography, there are about 14 people there in the room. And the person will be told, the director will say, smile, laugh, laugh as they are doing this. Two men are having sex with you. Three men are having sex and they are telling you to smile. Do this, do this, do this. And there are some of the people doing the things are students. There are students looking for money. When they, they finish one session, they get $500. And that's it. And they are students. Please, in the very beginning of your ministry is the word. You have no time for word. You have no time. Here are books. You don't read it. If you were to read, you see the depth. Slowly, 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 you start to receive. And it's, that's what we call the washing of the water. Or even, let's forget about the washing, crap. Let's take it that God part is coming to you part. God is coming to you. That's why God will throw some of you to prison. Prison. 
you know, one day I saw a man who went to prison. He came to me and said, I want to support your crusade. He told me I went to prison. And God saved me in the prison. So I asked him that. He said, we, we sleep in a prison like this. We lie. He said that. I asked him, why did you find God in the prison? He said that in the prison. Eh, he, he used his hand like this. He said, this way, there's nothing. But here. There's nobody. You can't. But this way, to God. So some of you have to be thrown into prison, hospital, admission, for you to see that I need to communicate with God and I need to. That's why you don't wait on God. You don't pray. You don't, you go, don't go and wait on God. You want your church to, you want money. You want money. <laughs> you want money. You want your church to work. And you want money. That's not, the way is God. God is what you need. Nobody receives me because I'm a doctor or because of my name is Heward Mills. People receive me because of the God part that is, in, that is with me. They don't receive me because of anything else. Turn to Ezekiel chapter 2. And I'm almost done. Let's look at from verse 6. No, no, I'll, I'll read it. Thou son of man, be not afraid of them, nor of their words. Though briars and thorns be with thee, and thou dwells among scorpions. Be not afraid of their words, nor be dismayed at their looks, though they be a rebellious house. Listen. You can be in the midst of thorns and in the midst of scorpions. Many churches are like that. On your left is a scorpion. On your right is another scorpion. And he said, Thou shalt speak my words unto them. All, and whether they will hear or whether they will forbear, for they are most rebellious. Now, the word rebellious, I checked from the dictionary yesterday. The dictionary rebellious, it means discontented with authority or not happy with an authority. So, you may be a UD pastor, but you are not happy with what I say. You may be a bishop, but you are not happy with me, discontent. You are not satisfied or happy with my attitude, the things I'm saying, what I'm doing, the decisions I'm making. And that makes you rebellious. And that's the first definition of rebellious. I was surprised myself. The Holy Spirit told me, check the meaning of the word rebellious. Not happy with an authority. So the authority has been said there. When they speak, when they rebuke, when they talk, 
what decisions they take, whatever, you are discontented and not happy with the authority. Not that you, and then the second definition is organized resistance against the government. That is not what I'm talking about. Organizing resistance against the leadership, planning to take over and wrangleize the church and all that. No, I'm talking of the first definition, which is you are not happy with his decisions, transfers, moves, steps, even what he's saying. And the way he's talking, even the way I speak, you don't like the way I speak. It's you are rebellious. He says they are most rebellious. That's one of the ways to see a rebellious person is to correct him. And then you see that this man is rebellious from beginning to end. Yes. We say listen to messages. You will not listen. Preaching, you will not listen. Now listen to the listen to what Ezekiel says. Are you there? But thou son of man, he says, now you the pastor, you the pastor, hear what I say unto thee. Be not thou rebellious like that rebellious house. Don't be like that. Don't be unhappy with authority and with leadership. Don't be rebellious. Open thy mouth and eat that I give thee. Now listen, eat what I give you. So it's now taking us deeper into what a revelation of rebellious is. Verse 9. When I looked, behold, a hand was sent unto me. And lo, a roll of a book. A book was given. Verse 10. And he spread it before me. And it was written. It was written. It was written. Within and without. And there was written therein lamentations and mourning and woe. Don't be rebellious. Eat what I give you to eat. Eat the books I give you to eat. Take the word I give you to receive. Chapter 3, verse 1. Moreover, he said unto me, son of man, eat that thou findest. When you find it, once you find it, once you find it, eat it. Eat this roll and then go and speak unto this house. So I opened my mouth and he caused me to eat that roll. Then he said to me, verse 3, Son of man, cause your belly to eat. In other words, let your belly eat. Let the deep part of you receive. You have written excerpts in this book, but you don't know what is in the book. You, have, you don't. One of, one of the things I have found most with most UD missionaries who have said that they don't know what I've written. All, most of the people who went to the Bible school, they don't know what, I, they don't know what I've taught. That's the char- number one characteristic i found. They don't know what I've taught. They don't know what has been taught. They don't know the things. If you knew it, you would do it. 
Because you are rebellious, you don't eat what has been given to you. Yes. Because you are rebellious, you don't eat. And that's why you don't have the fruits. Yes. You think I, I live in America. I, I also have a church that is in a poor country in the same Ghana. And all my members are students. The income of my church and what we have is more than most of the grown-up churches. Most of them. With a the, with the few stu- all students, children, 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 plant, baby, all of them. They don't have anything. The honor that comes to me from the first love church, few children, is more than, ha- more than half of the whole of the UD. Just the children. Rebellious people who don't eat what has been given to them. Discontent and not happy with the authority. Yes. It's true. He says, don't be a rebellious person as a pastor. I'm not happy. Why would not be very happy with my leadership as I'm leading you and I'm taking decisions and I'm moving? Yes. It shows something. It's wrong deeply. And the corruption the corruption, the weakness is rather what is ruling in your life. And the forces that you must use to combat it, you have set them aside. Because it's, it's more powerful than you. If we leave you alone, you'll be very weak. Just you operating as your normal self. Oh. There is nobody who God uses who doesn't give himself to either the word or the spirit or the blood. Yes. The word, these are the forces that carry you. When I was in Suhum many years ago, I gave myself to the spirit and to the word. On my way to Suhum, I passed by a bookshop, not to buy cake, not to buy meat pies, but to buy tapes. You see, here is a young man, 18 years old. Huh? 18 years old. What is he going to buy? The word. The word. Or 20, whatever years old. The word. Then I went to Suhum. <laughs> and as I was there, in my private room, I was not watching films. I was not watching films. I was not on the phone. I was not watching pornography. I was not watching movies. I knelt down on my knees, gave myself to the word. The force that drives out the corruption and the weakness. We are weak. We are bad. And I said, just praying. No one is supervising me. But you are on your phone from morning to evening and you think it's a joke. That's why you laugh when I'm preaching. It's because you are so wretchedly destroyed by that phone. The phone has become an evil thing to you. 
What messenger do you have? What messenger do you have? Why? And there I was. Praying about nothing. Until the day you get to a place where you are praying about nothing. Or you pray and you don't know what to pray about. You have not prayed. Yes. No, no, no. Don't clap. Don't clap. And there I was. Young boy. Praying. And God saw me at that point. And then his power. His power. That's why I wrote this whole book is dedicated to that event in Suhum. Catch the anointing. His power came on me. His spirit, Ezekiel 2, verse 2. And the spirit entered into me when he spoke to me. And what did he do? When the spirit entered, he told you to go to the word. And he said to me, from today you can teach. That's why as I'm speaking, people want to invite me more. I'm not looking for money. More. To bless me. (laughs) Ah. Yes. To bless me. More. The spirit is the one who changes. I'm not here because my name is Hewad Mills. My mother said when she saw me preaching, I don't recognize him because I didn't teach him. You know, my mother took me to swim. I know how to swim. My mother taught me swimming. And many things. I don't have to tell you all the things she taught me. She taught me honesty. She taught me never to lie. You don't tell lies. It's not done. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. To lie, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. My mother taught me. So, many of us have trifled with God. It's time either you choose whether you are a real pastor or you are just another fake hypocrite acting as though you are something that you are not. You know, have you not watched a film before when you see someone say, ah, the last film, this man was a, a bad man. Now he's a good man. <laughs> All are not true. Everything you do is not true. That's a hypocrite, an actor. May you open yourself to reading, to eating, to the spirit and the powers that are in the air today that agree to resist and oppose the power of Satan to destroy you and to destroy me. Whatever, whoever stands as a hypocrite, may your hypocrisy be cursed with the curses and the destruction that Jesus himself declared on the Pharisees. They are blind leaders of the blind. They can lead nowhere. Whatever represents fakeness about you, may a fire consume you from within. In the name of Jesus.
Stand to your feet. Thank the Lord for his blessing. Thank the Lord for his word. Thank the Lord for the force of the word, the spirit, the anointing. Lift your hands and pray. Everybody lift your hands. Very important. Lift your hands and pray. Thank him for the...